0: Hi, this is Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Well, this week I was on LinkedIn and I happened to notice a post by Shefik about a project he worked on. And he's one of several members of the winning MIT COVID-19 challenge. Right now, I'm joined by Shefik and Dr. Lisa Diamond to talk about the winning project. Welcome, both of you.
1: Thank, Thank you, you. Thank you for
0: having us. <laughs> first, I saw Shefik's post on LinkedIn. And I thought, what is this project? And who's what's this team all about? Tell me a little bit about, Shefik, we'll start with you, how you got involved with this project.
2: Well, actually, um, I, this is a series of hackathons that MIT is, is hosting. And what they're doing, they're trying to empower participants to take action against the COVID-19 crisis. So, For the past three months, uh, they've been hosting these challenges for an entire weekend. So, this is actually the third challenge. I submitted myself for the second one, but they closed right before um, they got my submission. So, so, what ended up happening was they asked me if I wanted to participate in the next one. You know, so they invited me right away. Mm -hmm. So I got first in line for the next one, which was from May 1st to May 3rd, you know, 2020. And um, I was invited to be a participant in that. So there was like over 1,000 participants, 180 teams participated. And the way it worked is everyone groups into separate teams based on um, tracks and topics, things like that. And Lisa, one of my colleagues here who's on the phone too, and she thought of an idea, and, you know, she could talk about that in a minute, but okay. she she came up with this idea, um, and she brought the team together. And I was actually the last person to join the team. Oh. So, so it kind of fit into place. There were seven of us in the
0: team, so I was the missing piece at the end. You know? So, Lisa, tell me about your role on the project.
2: Well, thank you, first of all, for having
1: me. This is really an honor to be on, on your show. I've never been exposed to anything like this. So much like Shafik said, we, we were exposed to this really, really cool idea of this hackathon bringing all sorts of people from all around the world to hack COVID. And our chosen track was to empower the healthcare force. And so I pitched originally on an idea essentially based on mental health and how prevalent burnout is not only in African healthcare workers, but all over the world. It took it took on really really well we had a lot of a lot of popularity from the get-go but we were lacking a certain expertise and that's where shafik came in we needed some data experts we needed designers and we formed a team of seven each of us from a, a different country and each of us with a completely different background and we formulated a, a really great solution based on the problem of of burnout particularly in african healthcare workers and we wanted to create a solution that supports them through motivation and information um, specifically around the fact that I think this is a, a lesser known fact, but even pre-COVID healthcare care workers in, in Africa and particularly sub-Saharan Africa are under huge uh, pressure. They face mm-hmm. long hours, they see HIV, they see TB, they don't have a whole lot of support. And now in the face of COVID, the crisis is huge. We have 25% of the world's disease burden and only 3% of the healthcare workers globally. So we are faced with enormous challenges. And so our main aim is to form a solution around how we can support our heroes, our doctors, our nurses, our paramedics, um, and how we can provide them with a solution that's accessible to them, particularly in resource constrained environments.
0: Amazing. Much needed, even as you said, before COVID. Exactly. So the rest of the team, how did you come up with the rest of the people that were going to be part of this?
1: So how it kind of worked was we were all given a chance to pitch within our track. And we were given very, very little time. I think uh, the initial pitches were under 45 seconds. And after that, people were allowed to sort of form teams of their own will based on, on their own interests. And I was approached by... Uh, a number of people. I think at one stage we had at least 25 or 30 people interested, and then it became kind of game show esque where <laughs> we had uh, we had merge discussions and we had vote outs and vote ins, and it was a little bit stressful because we had unbelievable talent and interest. Um, but we tried to formulate a team that was very diverse, and Shafiq joined right at the end because we were in. in in dire need of someone with his background, somebody with data expertise. At that stage, we had uh, about six of us uh, very committed and uh, another 12 sort of half and half in, and a lot of them were very regretful to leave us in the end. Yeah. But uh, we had we had a medical student from Kenya. We had a designer from India. We had a marketing specialist from Italy. We had a bio medical engineer from Canada. We, we really had a really amazing, amazing, amazing people came together to work on this, and they worked flat out for 48 hours uh, and won. So it was, it was really an honor to work with these people.
0: Incredible. Can you tell me more about the details of the project?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll just lead you with a little bit of the, the, the problem, and then I think Shafi can come in with our solution. The African context is pretty unique. We're facing some challenges way, way pre-COVID. Um, we're expecting to see COVID peaking in, in the African context in our winter, which will be around July.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so far, the numbers are looking pretty dire for South Africa and Egypt, but a lot of other African countries are lagging in terms of testing and reporting. So we don't really have great insight into the burden yet. But we do know that most most uh, health ministries and such are preparing for the worst. In my country, South Africa, we are under extreme lockdown right now. Um, we're under extreme pressure to contain the virus. And we are trying to protect the health care workers as best we can. We don't have capacity for any additional burden at all. We also have extremely high HIV rates mm. and other diseases and we have a lot of heart disease and high blood pressure, etc. So we we could be facing a very different beast to what has been seen in North America and Europe, uh, a far more ugly situation. Um, So my idea really was based on how can we support these heroes that are facing such horrible conditions so that they don't burn out any further than they already are, and how can we retain them in their professions? Because most of them tend to leave and go work in other countries. Sure. And we really need them them here. So the idea was twofold. We wanted to motivate them within reason and and without taking too much of their time. And secondly, we wanted to provide them with COVID-related training without uh, them needing to access high-level internet, particularly if they don't have internet resources, and also without them having a lot of time. So we wanted to kind of summarize what's going on in the COVID world in one sentence that would take under a minute to read, um, and at the same time keep them motivated, tell them success stories, tell them, uh, refer them to networks that could support them, and try and prevent them from derail and completely try and link them up with other healthcare workers all over the world, link them up with support system, ensure that they don't uh, turn to substance abuse or leave the profession or or simply just um, mistreat their patients because they're so exhausted. Um, So Shafi can take on from from there with a, a bit more about the solution.
2: Yeah. So just to backtrack a little, what I mentioned there was this the third challenge in the series. This particular challenge is particularly for Africa. So there's about, you know, fifty-four countries in Africa. So we were challenged with trying to find solutions for them. So from a technology standpoint, there are a number of challenges that they have in each individual countries. For example, some countries don't have high speed internet. Some of them don't even have full coverage with cell phones things like that so part of our challenge is how do we reach people in areas that may not have strong communication hubs or centers Mm -hmm. you know so these are the kind of things that we're tasked to try and help find solutions for and i think we've come up with various ways as a team to to figure out some of these solutions so like for example we know that these areas need to serve supplies medical supplies and, and knowledge so when medical supplies are being transported. By any means we could accompany that with that knowledge set okay. so that knowledge set could be easily digestible information it could also be motivational messages because sometimes that communication takes a while to actually reach the medical professionals and during that transit time their mood could shift mm-hmm. you know sometimes they may feel depressed or, or maybe that the world is not taking attention to them right. so we want to let them know that we are thinking about them and then they receive these messages by any communications means we're showing that appreciation, not only from our standpoint as an organization, but it could be even their relatives. They're on the ground, boots on the ground, helping other people, they haven't seen their families for a long time. So mm. and their families may have the same elements, you know, that yeah. they're out there treating, you know. So sending messages like that and also showing them that people care yeah. and showing them ways that they could help. So it's not only about the motivational message itself. It's about helping them de- stress. You know, it could be giving them exercise tips, yoga tips, sure. meditation tips, you know, things that will help strengthen them to at least get through the next hour in the day. You know, and so that's that's where we want to come in with this technology standpoint, um, finding solutions to partner and with various organizations that help um, with the technology infrastructure. So we are going to be partnering with a number of, of, of organizations that helped mentor us, such as the Clinton Organization. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, United Nations was part of this as, as part of the sponsorship for this program with MIT. And then, of course, we have the support of MIT as a whole, not just the university, but they have various schools, divisions,
0: and organizations, sub-organizations that they have. Incredible. That are clearly devoted to health needs, clearly devoted to helping
2: business people, people that just want to reach out and, and help people from these African countries in particular. Uh, just to let people know they care. You know, as Lisa mentioned, we we are a team of seven people, and mm-hmm. we represented uh, seven different countries, which I think is amazing. Amazing, you know, f- you know, for us to come together. Yeah. None of us knew each other. You know, <laughs> you know when great. we started and, you know, we were all inspired by Lisa's story. And for us, for her inspired, to inspire us, I think this is a true testament to the project that we're trying to to show that it, it could be to fruition. Yes. Because she motivated us. Now we have to now push it forward and motivate other people, you know. So right. so that's what we're going to do. We're going to create, you know, mobile platforms, technology solutions that don't require the high bandwidth, you know, high well well, country it may have with the infrastructure and we're going to find other solutions and work with governments to help improve the quality of life for people in that
0: area. You know what? I just want to interject something I'm listening to both of you and I'm thinking you are instilling gratitude empathy compassion for these people that are completely overwhelmed I mean I could not even imagine being in their shoes in South Africa. Or anywhere, for that matter. When you when you hear what's going on right now with COVID, it's unbelievable. So what you're doing is so needed and so wonderful.
2: And, and, you know, Thank thing you. Is, right? So I'm here in the United States, and especially in New York, we have the highest rate here in New York mm-hmm. with the infected people here mm. and also the deaths. Um, I've, I've seen you know news reports where actually doctors are committed suicide themselves. Yes, I saw that. You know, over this. So if we were in place to help these people beforehand, because all the sometimes it takes is a, is a word from someone that we care. And your mind shifts and it helps people mm-hmm. throughout the day, you know. And so it's it's good that uh, MIT stepped up and, and brought people together for this. And, you know, like I said, it was like over a thousand participants, you know. And uh, for us to be a winner in that track, Amazing. Um, I think, I think. We, we want to definitely make an impact on these people and, and help medical professionals.
0: Well, that's why I reached out to both of you, well, you, Chef, uh, initially, because I just thought you're really dialing into humanity, and, and people need to know that they are recognized and they're not just in the trenches alone. Yes, you know?
1: definitely. Yeah, I think I, it's also important to add that even if you can just provide somebody within the healthcare workforce with t- literally 20 seconds of appreciation or encouragement. We've heard some amazing stories from the US and Europe about people, you know, applauding their, their work workforce in terms of healthcare. And it's a little bit late. It's an unfortunate thing that I we know. have to wait for COVID mm-hmm. uh, to appreciate our heroes who, who fight for humankind on a daily basis at their own expense, at their own health expense, at their own sanity expense. This is a worldwide issue and... I think if we could all come together and, and beyond the Africa challenge, and beyond our idea, if we could instill this kind of culture where we are aware of healthcare workers as the top heroes mm-hmm. of the world, along with firefighters and all sorts of first responders, this is a, an unrecognized sector of society yes. and it deserves, it deserves huge support.
0: You bet. I saw a picture somebody had posted. A nurse, um, I I don't know if it was New York, I'm not sure, but she was in tears because she had to talk to um, a daughter who wanted to say goodbye to her mom. And the daughter wasn't able to obviously come to the hospital. And the nurse was saying, I just cannot believe what I'm seeing. And it it breaks my heart, you know, to see what's going on with with this virus.
1: Yes, they're facing a warlike situation on a daily basis all over the world. We've seen very, very moving photographs of, you know, people who have been wearing masks for far too long, Mm -hmm. people who are exhausted over their desks or lying on the floor. Um, These angel-looking figures that are wheeling patients from an emergency vehicle into a hospital. We are seeing videos of healthcare workers who are very, very emotional about having to call on refrigerator trucks to store bodies. We are in the midst of probably one of the biggest, biggest uh, health threats. It, doctors and nurses will not get over this fast no. uh, without society's help. So we, we must do everything we can to thank them.
0: What else would you like listeners to know about your project?
1: I think the main thing we would love to instill in everybody is an awareness for the great work that's done on a daily basis, even pre-COVID. And secondly, every bit of support we can get to launch, not only in Africa, but across the globe, um, would be unbelievably appreciated. Uh, This is a a labor of love. And um, I think that's the main message is for all people to bear in mind that when your family member gets ill, it is these people that are there to save them and care for them. Mm-hmm. So I think that is the main, main thing that to go to bed every night and thank God for the health workforce.
0: Absolutely. If people want to find out more about you and the project, where can they go?
1: Well, we are currently in discussions with MIT and the other partners as to how to launch the idea. Further, we have a lot of interested, and potential funders at this stage, but. Since we only won on Sunday evening, this is still very early days. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are welcome to connect over LinkedIn and any other social media that the team members are on. And uh, alternatively, we can be reached over email uh, and phone calls and WhatsApps and all the social media that's available these days, including Zoom and Skype, etc., and um, she could probably give us some more ideas. On yeah, how so well. so we're definitely our next phase is we're going to be building a website okay. and, and all that.
2: So uh, like Lisa just mentioned, it's already been like two days since we've won this. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be being with, with MIT officials later in the week and uh, finalize our next strategy plans so our next goal really is to create the social media presence not only for us which we have ourselves as individuals but for the organization that we're going to be building and and for the app so once it's up there we could have it up and we'll definitely give it to you so you can provide it to your listeners Great. things like that but uh that is the next progress so in the next couple of weeks we're going to be up and running and start to really get this to full speed and see what we could do
0: fantastic well, this has been incredible. Is there anything else you would like to add?
2: So, first of all, I just want to show my appreciation to the other team members. You know that yes. Uh, yes. that wasn't able to be on this call, so I just want to, you know, mention their names uh, as appreciation. So, so, we have Amina, she's a business and marketing consultant from Algeria. We have Banu, who's a UX and graphic designer from India. We have Chani, who's a medical student from Kenya. Lisa Diamond, who, who's on a call with you right now from a medical writer from South Africa. We have Manuel, who's from uh, Italy, as a business management. And we have Michael, who's a biomedical engineer in Canada. And me, myself, I'm representing the United States as the technical lead for the
0: project. Fantastic. If you ever want to get on a Zoom call with some other team members, the two of you and anybody else, I would love to do it. Um, We can follow up on what's happening with your project. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds good. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And if you'd like to find out about being a guest, just send me an email to janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at kuci.org. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.